Welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. My guest today on the Your Dream or Mind podcast is Catherine Davis, who um, is based in um, Calderdale in West Yorkshire in the UK. She is the designer and owner of Catherine Davis Designs UK. And just in our little chat before we uh, started recording, she was telling me about her business and about this amazing new thing that she's doing. So she, Catherine, is a textile and surface pattern designer, which I'm going to get her to explain, um, and also now a live wedding painter, which is something I've never heard of. I think it's really exciting. Um, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. Um, Catherine, when you welcome to the podcast, firstly, shall I say? Hi there, love. Thanks so much for having me on. Um <laughs> uh, when I was, uh, when you sent your um, application to be on the podcast and then I was looking at your work and I was looking at your answers and, and your website and stuff like that. And then you said, I love what I do. And I just, that just spoke to me so much. So whenever I have guests on the podcast, I want, I want, it's always women, right? So I want women who have pursued their passion, followed their dreams that do all the things that they want to do and actually love it because yeah. you could pursue your passion to do something and end up not liking it right so I love that you love what you do yeah so, so nice to have you here um I was going to do this later but let's do it do it now tell us a bit about your business then what is a live wedding painter okay so this is um a fairly new um service that I'm offering in my business um I've only it, the reason how it came about is because I have a, a lovely friend who's my hairdresser Emily and she's getting married in October and so we're talking about the wedding like you do we talk about our lives as she's doing my hair and everything and then uh, she said oh I'm, I'm looking for a, I really want a live wedding painter I was like what's one of them I've never heard of that so she gets out um, a phone and she's showing me all these um live wedding pictures I was like wow that is awesome totally unique um and I just thought I can do this why can't I, why am I not doing this so um, basically what it is, is you um, hire a, an artist, uh, or, or well, mostly an artist, to come to the wedding and they stay there for however long it me, it, it's required to finish the painting and they basically paint a scene of the day. So some like it when you um, paint them as they've just said the vows and the kissing at the altar um, or some want it at the wedding breakfast and you can see everybody sat around all the different tables. Um, I, the one that I recently did was of the bride and groom sat at their um, at their their wedding breakfast table so just the bride and groom and they had this lovely um floral thing all over arching over the top of them and, and so that's the one I finished recently um and I absolutely loved it I can't tell you how excited how much fun it was I mean weddings are, are just the best things ever anyway out there I mean it's just happy positive full of love and laughter and so the fact that I get to go to these weddings and and paint a scene and 
basically produce a painting that's for the bride and groom you know to keep forever keepsake guests can come up to me during the day and just look at me painting and see the progression ask me questions I like that too because I'm very talkative can you tell it was just a wonderful experience and I, and I loved it I was on such a high after my first one um and so obviously um I did this this test one that I did with with another friend um, and so I've got my friend's Emily's in October and she's so excited about it too I keep showing her all the illustrations that I'm doing I've been illustrating a bridesmaids and her and a groom just to so she can see my style because I, I do it in watercolour um, so I pencil draw it first and then I do it in watercolour so you can see the progression of the, of the painting throughout the day she's just she's so excited as much as I am really <laughs> I just think that sounds it's really unique isn't it and it's yeah I I nearly said I think that sounds interesting and then my one of my very good friends told me the other day that I always say that sounds really interesting and so Mel if you're listening I stop saying that I'm not going to say it sounds (laughs) interesting I think it sounds incredible and I'm I'm in awe of you because I've got no artistic flair at all none (laughs) I can't draw at all did you and it's so interesting so you did your first said interesting again your first one did you feel like under pressure then I was nervous, definitely, um, because but the whole point of, of the whole point of, of doing what I do is uh, and why I love what I do is just I love being creative. Mm. I just I can't. It's hard to express, as you can tell. I love being creative. So whether it's designing patterns, um, doing workshops, working with people um, showing them how to make origami flowers, um, whether it's um, painting. I love it. I love people. I love being around people. And yes, it was nerve wracking, but I just knew I could do it. I just knew I, I just had faith in myself that I can do this. I can do this. And like I say, weddings are a wonderful experience. So to just to be a part of that happy moment, everybody's, you know, in such a good mood, they're dressed really nice, they're having a good time. Everyone was so lovely and kind when they came up and spoke to me, you know, and the bride and groom love the painting. So that's the main thing. Um, yeah, that's but, a good thing. Yeah, you've got to stretch yourself in business and that's what it was about this this was about stretching myself you know today the podcast that has said to you before I've never done a podcast so this in itself is a stretch for me yeah. you know pushing myself to do something new and and that's about moving my business forward yeah you know I'll always be a designer that is the core of my business but this live wedding painting I just soon as my friend mentioned it I was like I can do this I really want to do this and so I just researched it and figured out you know, what others are doing, how they do it. And then I just, you know, I, I was lucky enough that another friend of mine was getting married and he said, yeah, do it, come to our wedding. And I was like, wow. And so it's just nicely snowballing, not too fast, just nicely getting me into it. But I just, I just loved it. I loved it. So I want to do so much more of this. <laughs> I'm very excited. I, I can tell, it's brilliant. <laughs> I really admire that sense of having that idea and just pushing forward with it quite quickly. Um, I've got a quiz so you can work out what type of dreamer you are because sometimes we are a bit closed off, sometimes we're fearful, sometimes we're a bit tired, you know, a um, bit jaded. There's all sorts of things, but the the I've got five different kind of dreamer types that you could be, and one of them is an action dreamer who like kind of gets on and does it. And I would say from what you've been saying, Catherine, you're the action dreamer, right? Because you're uh, yeah. oh, I heard that at the hairdressers and you're getting on and doing it, which is brilliant. 
yeah yeah that is actually yeah I think that's pegged me quite well actually yeah I um I mean you can want to do these things but if you don't action upon it if you don't actually follow it through then all they are is just dreams out there you just oh, I wish I could do that and I'd love to do that and believe me I've said all those things and I'm a really big overthinker and procrastinator but one thing I learned from last year is um just do it just do it just push it make myself if you don't ask you don't get so yes. I just keep pushing myself and putting myself in these somewhat uncomfortable situations but I know that the end result is what I want so I have to put myself in these uncomfortable situations and just give it a go and so far so good it's all worked out but if it doesn't work out it's still a learning curve it's still a lesson and you adapt and and yeah so (laughs) when um it's interesting what you said about said interesting again interesting what you said about (laughs) being uncomfortable I think sometimes we we're so worried about being uncomfortable that we don't push past that. But being uncomfortable is okay. It's yeah. not painful. No, it doesn't really hurt, and it's a, it's a transient feeling, right? So we can push past the feeling of being uncomfortable. Um, it's the fear of unknown, though, isn't it? I think that's absolutely. what the uncomfortable is. It's because you've never done it before. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the outcome's going to be. But we we don't know the future, do we? We don't know the future. So so, and I and I really want my business to grow. I, it's it's a real passion of mine, um, and so I just have to keep pushing myself. I mean, I, I pushed myself in another way the other day because um, you know the cursed is handmade Christmas thing. I applied to go on that, and that's just like I've got oh, the, if, if I actually go on TV, I'm going to be. Seeing- <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I applied anyway I thought the moment I said to myself oh can I do this I thought yep yeah, that's it now I've made my I've said that to myself so I'm gonna I'm gonna apply it doesn't matter whether I get on or not the point is I pushed myself to apply and I gave it a go yes. you don't try you don't you don't get do you so yeah yeah and the thing about not you know we said you said we don't know what the outcome is we don't know what's going to happen or we don't know how to do it, so we don't we don't do it. But actually, everything you do in life, you don't know how to do. So it was interesting what you said about. Um, so I've got my dream transition method where I help you take an idea from dream to actually transitioning into it. Right? Yeah. You're when you were talking about live wedding painting, that's exactly it. So somebody told you about it and it kind of piqued your interest. You're like, oh, that's you know, oh, okay, not heard of that. Look into that. You did all your research. You know, yeah. you started kind of working through that process. And then you went and did it, but you've never done that before. So you're not feeling your way in the dark because you're doing your research, but you're trying something you haven't done. And mm. that's okay because yeah. everything we do, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, when you think about when you're a child and you learn how to do everything, your, your parents or, or you instinctively learn how to speak, talk, ride a bike, swim, clean your teeth, use a knife and fork, doesn't matter what it is. Mm. You learn and yeah. we never stop learning. If you stop learning, I think you're dead right you've got to keep learning so just keep going yeah yeah keep pushing forward keep trying new things um you know whether it's in business or in your personal life just keep going yeah you know I just um I'm a real believer in that I I, I read loads of like mindset books and positive quotes and I love all that stuff and it it lifts me up in the morning and and I dream I dream as well (laughs) it might sound strange but if I dream something and it's a really positive you wake up in a positive mood it's usually something that I'm thinking about so the live wedding painting was one it was on my mind and so I dreamt it and I I imagined myself doing it in my dream and I just thought yeah I can do this I can do this you know and I just think that Mm. helps you action it as well yes 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you you started your business in 2013. Mm. What what brought you to that point? So what made you decide, right, this is the year that I'm going to get started? Because what tends to happen is we go, I'll do it next year or next year or next week, next month, and of course next whatever never comes. So what made you kind of kick it off in 2013? Um, so I um, have always been a designer. I went back to university and, and graduated as a textile designer, which is, uh, in a nutshell, someone that designs uh, patterns and prints for fabric, um, whatever the end use is, whether it's for fashion or homeware. So I'm a textile designer by education. Um, and so I left university, went straight out to work into industry. Loved it. I loved it. I worked for lots of different companies. Um, I had my first child um, and I went back full time, um, which is tough because, you you know, it's tough juggling. I was dropping him off at nursery, you know, and then I'd have to drive an hour to get to work and do my job. And then we're driving an hour back and, you know, being nursery first thing in the morning and late at night. I, I didn't feel great about it because I was missing so much time. But, you know, you do what you do. and But you did yeah. feel I did feel like you're working to pay your nursery bill a lot of the time yes and um but then when the second uh when I, I was pregnant with my second child um I looked at it and I just thought I'm gonna be paying out I literally I'm gonna be working to pay nursery fees because I have two in nursery now you know and a huge amount of my salary is just paying nursery fees this isn't right and then I'm coming home and I'm tired and I'm not spending time with them because you're pretty much coming home and bathing them and putting them to bed really so I actually went back to my employer and uh, at that time when I was pregnant with my second child and I said, I'd like to come back part-time, you know, because I, I want to spend more time with my children. I want to actually, my eldest was coming up to the point where we'd be going to high school, uh, junior school, sorry, and I'd be, I want to be taken to school in the morning. And um, and they considered it, I think. Um, I'd like to think they did, um, but they came back and said no. And it was at that point I thought, well, this is my crunch this is my crunch point. Yeah. What is it that I want really? And I wanted to spend time with my children. I love what I do. I, I loved designing. I liked working for the company. I liked working on the products that I worked on. But ultimately, it's ultimately it's always family first for me. So, you yeah. know, I actually then, so so when I came back in though, I was a bit disappointed, but, you know, I soon picked myself up. And I actually applied um, to their direct competitor, um, who coincidentally I didn't know at the time isn't too far away from where I live and I just sent a letter off spec there was no job advertised I just sent a letter off spec saying this is where I work this is what I'd like to do would you be interested in taking me on on a part-time basis blah blah blah, blah. Um, and I actually got a reply from the uh, managing director and said you know what come in for an interview so foot in the door then so I went for the interview um really nice guy uh had the interview and they did offer me a part-time role there wasn't a job there but they obviously created a, a role for me because because it was in the same uh, industry um and similar products you know I wouldn't be starting you know learning the product from the ground yeah, up. Yeah. So in that sense it worked well for them and it works perfect for me because I just work part-time two days a week so I handed in my notice at the company that I was at and I went to work for the new company and I've never looked back, never looked back. I get to take my kids to school in the morning, you know, hold the hand as I'm walking up to take them to school, which is coincidentally at the top of the hill where I work at my part-time job. So it just oh, wow. all fell into place. You know, when things just are yes. supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen, but, I think. But it's supposed to happen, but you made that happen because you 
you said you you know you sent that speculative letter yeah you made it happen do you see what I mean so it didn't you oh, weren't yeah. just sitting there at home going all right so they, they turned me down for part-time work what will I do and just sitting there you've actually um made it happen yeah no I did you're right I did make it happen I did reach out when there wasn't a job but I think the fact that it they did see me for the interview um was a you know a positive thing the fact that it was the, the kids where the kids go to school is in the same village as where I now have my part-time job and it's still only 10 minutes down the road you know I've cut down on my traveling time so I get to spend time more time with the kids pick them up from school drop them off at school do the homework with them and that was the key thing for me I, I'm very much a family first person so I really wanted that and so it just all fell into place these things I think the universe sometimes works in mysterious ways and I think that just helped everything so yeah never looked back I love what I do growing my business day to day like expanding doing various things constantly adapting so I am a textile designer but I don't just design for textiles I design a lot of stationery um I saw that on your website your wedding stationery yeah 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 wedding stationery but I've also done a lot of gift wrap and gift bag designing um I've uh, a recent client in which you might see in the background there um is a designing patterns for pet mad bandanas that's a new client of oh, mine. Wow. so I love it because you get to design for different products it's it's fab so how do you how do you marry up or how do you kind of combine your you're still working part-time with your own yeah. business how does that work um it's hard it's hard um the part-time job is a safety net, financial safety net, obviously, which I, you know, going through lockdown was a godsend because my business earned very little during that time because nobody was buying anything. Nobody was buying yeah. anything on the high street. So retailers and suppliers weren't hiring designers like me to design stuff to sell to the high street. So so that kind of all went very quiet, although I was very busy homeschooling two children at two different levels. So yeah, <laughs> that sure. itself was busy. But um, I adapted a little bit with that as well. I, I actually, as a bit of a, a hobby of mine, I do I make origami flowers and I ended up selling those quite locally, which was lovely. Um, lots of people wanted to buy them and I'd deliver them to the doors of people that they couldn't visit so you know again I adapted in my business but yeah the part-time job was a godsend because I still had that to rely on um but yeah it's constant juggling I must admit and I'll work um weekends and I'll work evenings but that's fine because the kids are more than happy just to do their own thing they're nine and 13 now so yeah um, a bit older they can do their own thing and I I get to work with clients on exciting new products and I just just enjoy it just anything I love designing that is where my heart is but the live painting thing is coming a really close second <laughs> yeah yeah so. I think what's what's great about your your example there of how you're you've kind of got your foot in both camps and you've got that part-time you've got the stability of that income from the part-time like two days a week then you've got your other thing I think when I you know, I describe myself as a transition mentor because I think you've got to kind of, you know, we don't just say, yes, I'm, I'm going to quit my job and start my own business. And then it just happens the next week. There's lots mm-hmm. to do before. But that that period where perhaps going part time and while you're building up your own business to then obviously go into that full time, that for, because for some people, the financial instability of working for yourself is too much. And if it's too much, it becomes overwhelming. You don't get anything done, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a really great way of you being able to have both aspects 
without, I guess, the worry. I don't know, but like, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, there's a compromise because if you're working two days a week, that's two days you're not on. You're not in your business. But then, of True. course, the upside is it's it's the regular money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 the one of the uh, one of my other goals is that I don't have that part time job. You know, yeah. that's the next step, and that's a very big step for me. Um, When's that going to be then, Catherine? Well, um, <laughs> if the live wedding takes off, it's going to be quite soon. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> brilliant. My, my business has done really well over the last. 18 months it's really grown I, I can't you know and it's grown in the right direction and the things that I want it to grow in which is fantastic and it but you know it takes a lot of drive and a lot of hustle as Sophie said on the last episode yeah uh, there's a lot of background stuff behind doing what we do it's not just I wake up one morning and I suddenly design I'm going to draw some geometric patterns today or I'm going to do a painting of a bridesmaid today there's so many emails you've got to follow up I, I send out um perspective um portfolios of all my design work of new design works to loads of businesses in the hope that somebody likes my work you know there's a lot of yes a lot of um cold calling if you like although it's not actually calling it's sending my portfolio out and with very little return yes i'll tell you what when you get somebody that does come back and say i love your stuff i like this pattern and i like this pattern and we'd love to license it i can't tell you what a feeling that is it's like yes yeah brilliant I'm really excited brilliant and yeah and so I, I enjoy that side of it as well I, I do I probably I suppose I'm pretty good at the sales side of it I guess <laughs> maybe yeah. some sort of marketing side of it you know I do what I enjoy so I like the sales I like talking to clients I like working with clients I like the marketing and the social media side of it I do not enjoy the accounts so I definitely offload all the accounts to somebody that's not, why, that's not my area of strength um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're uh, so right though when you when you work for yourself you have to be able to market yourself put yourself out there and sometimes uh, I think there's a feeling it's a bit of a dirty word or it's you know marketing is like strained marketing is basically just putting putting yourself or your product or service in front of somebody end of but uh, yeah. people get really bogged down with like worrying about how they do that but it does require work I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine this week um, who herself was working um, working for herself and she actually went back to employment in the end. Um, she wanted the stability of the income. Mm. And um, because actually working for yourself isn't for everybody. I, I always say that. Yeah. It works for me. It doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But anyway, my friend and I were talking and I was saying about how all the things that I've been doing over the last two, two and a half years have now suddenly started it's all kind of makes sense to me. Whereas before I was a bit scattergun, I might be doing a bit of this and then a bit of that and a bit of this and spreading myself quite thinly and not really achieving very much. Now everything is very lined up. Like it all, it's like I've joined all the dots and I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. The clarity comes with, as you go along, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It's hard to explain, but yeah, you seem to have clarity and I've tried lots of different things and they haven't worked out and it's just a case of well do you know what I tried it didn't didn't work for me it's not um a business money maker for me um for example doing stalls Christmas stalls lots of small businesses do Christmas stalls and I tried it one year I think I did five in a space of about four weeks and I think (laughs) I think by the time I've you know you paid your stall fees and earnings I think I came away I made a profit of something like seven pound and so when you think about that 
that's not worth my time as much yes. as I enjoy it it's not worth my time so you know what tried it didn't work move on and and that's I kind of have to be quite clear about that so even when people ask me now do you want to do a stall I'm like it just don't work for me but I, I you know thank you and I love to visit them I love to go yeah, this, this yeah. but in terms of my business it doesn't work you know so my um, my mum was a, my mum was a potter when I was a little girl. So oh, yeah. my mum went back to art college when my brother and I were, I don't know, six and eight or eight and ten or whatever. And my mum went back and did art A level, and um, she really wanted to go to onto university. Actually, it just never it just never worked out. But she would have been brilliant. She'd applied to go to university. Mm. Um, she would have been amazing. She's very artistic, but yeah, she was a potter and. Uh, Strangely, she had her like pottery studio in a bedroom upstairs. So I'd come in from school and I could hear her on the wheel, you know, <laughs> yeah. Radio 4 on. She'd be, um, you know, making, creating something. And uh, I used to go to the craft markets with her. And like, you know, we'd, I never knew what she made, but like, you know, we'd be lugging all the boxes, all the packing up the night before, oh, yeah. lugging the boxes in, the fuel over to, we used to do it in Sirencester in Gloucestershire. And then, and then setting it all up. We used to do it every two weeks, setting it all up. And then people would come on, that's nice. And put it back again. And my mum would be deflated. <laughs> she kept going. She had real determination. But it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot to. It it's time consuming and it is quite energy draining because you're, you're on all day, aren't you? From the moment yeah. you, you set off from your car, from your house, packing your stuff up, getting there, unpacking, displaying, talking to people it's quite exhausting at the end of the yeah. day and if it's not a money maker then really I just have I just have to say it's just not for me it works yeah. for some of my other friends they do fantastic at it yeah. you know but just not for me you know so yeah. yeah very much learning constantly learning in business constantly evolving and adapting and and so yeah from where I started what which was just designed to where I am now I have you know my business has expanded but but in the ways that it's worked for me and things that I've enjoyed. <laughs> and when we talked about, you know, not knowing what to do or not knowing how to get there, like you, you can't plan everything in life. So sometimes you can, you can think, oh, I want to do this thing. And then you kind of work towards it and, you know, maybe it doesn't work, it doesn't work or it's not, you don't enjoy it or it's not quite right for you, but You've, you'll find something else that you want to do and therefore you've got to have the kind of courage and the confidence to push forward and say okay this could lead to other things because that's exactly what's happened in my business what I'm doing now where I am is very different to where I thought I'd be in a good way yeah because exactly. actually I've learned the bits that work for me the bits that don't work the bits I like my strengths where I want to focus my time where my energy is best spent and I'm mm. pushing on in that way and I honestly could never have foreseen just over two years ago when I left my corporate role during the pandemic, that this is where I would be now. But mm. I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah, and it's it's and I can see that you love what you do. Mm. You're talking passionate about it and you're enjoying it and you're in tune with what you do because that's coming across as well. Yes. So, and it is about being in tune with what you love doing, you know, yeah. your business. Um like you say, you've you've um you've you've moved from your corporate job to, to what you do now and it just feels right, doesn't it? It just yeah. feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when I talk with clients about, you know, when they want to pursue a dream or, you know, move towards an outcome, I get them to think about what's the magic for them. And I don't mean like witchy magic. I mean, magic as in what's the what's the payoff? Like, what do you get from that? 
why do you want to do it? You know, like when you do it, like when you've, you said, when you've, you know, you've been submitting your designs and somebody comes back and goes, Catherine, we love that. We'd like to license it. Like what, what's that feeling? What's that magic for you? Um, so that's just pure excitement. And it just makes me feel, oh my God, somebody loves my stuff. <laughs> somebody likes it enough to want to license it. And, uh, and I, I was lucky enough to get a recent licensing, um, which I've just um, signed the contract for the other day. So, but yeah, when the lady came back to me, um, I was like, oh my God, she liked two of the designs so much so that she wanted to combine them into one full collection. So she didn't just pick one, she picked six in the end. If it's two collections of three designs each. And it was like, wow, wow. This is why I do what I do because yeah. I, I love the feeling. It's nice when somebody comes back and says, we really like this and we want to license it. But then the the other thing for me, the end end result, the total feel good feeling is seeing it out there in the marketplace. Yes. And that's never gone for me. Even when in the early days when I worked for other people, you know, when I worked for um, Mamas and Papas and I'd see my designs on the on the travel cots or the, the push chairs or whatever. And I'd see my design and you'd see somebody in the street pushing that travel cot with my uh, pushing that uh, push chair with my design on it be like oh my god I designed that you just uh, mad in my head I'm like, I want to go up to him and go do you know I designed that yeah. <laughs> you should have done. Like I'm mad. but I also designed luggage I used to I designed luggage for quite a number of years as well and um and so when I'd go on holiday <laughs> I'd be like at the, the, the carousel and be like I designed that oh my Designed that as well. Somebody bought that and I designed. I remember that that was sold, and I know which supplier bought did that and which uh, retailer sold that. And I've been seeing my designs on the carousel going round on the luggage, and such a good feeling. Honest to God, it's such a good feeling. And that for me is a, such a buzz. Really, yeah. I yeah. love it. So now, so now, with it's my business, um, and it's under my brand, not the people that I'm working for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another level. Yes. Somebody's bought that and, and see my logo on that and thought, ah, you know, you know, it's not under Mamas and Papas, for example, that I used to work for or, or the luggage company that I used to work for. It's my logo that's on yes. that and somebody's seen that and bought that and it's under my brand. And, and it is about building the brand. I'm still building the brand, but, you know, a step at a time. But, yeah, loving it. But those are the moments, isn't it? Those are the moments yeah. to treasure. So you've got me thinking about I went to this networking thing and I turned up and it was a new networking group that I joined and I turned up and I was chatting to the organiser outside and this girl turned up and she went, oh, hi, I've just been listening to you. And I said, oh, and she said, I've just been listening to your podcast. It's really good. And that, she went, does that sound a bit weird? Do I sound like a stalker? And I said, no, you've just made my day. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody actually listens to it. It's so silly, isn't it? But we go, when people connect in, when they, like for you, it's visually when you're seeing, you know, seeing your design somewhere. But for me, when somebody says, oh, I like what you said with that, or they comment on a post or they send me an email or they say, I'd like to work with you because I've seen this or yeah. I love that podcast episode or whatever it is. I just love that because I think, yes, that that's me. That's my energy and my passion and my, yeah. my thoughts and my words going out to somebody to help somebody or to inspire them or encourage, motivate them, lift them up, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's the power for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it makes me think, I, I also try and do it in my personal life as well. So I, when I was little, my, my great grandma had this quote and it was, send a kind word on its way. You never know how far it will go. And that's always stuck with me, that quote. It was on this little oh, tiny little flash. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Um, 
And so, you know, when you see somebody and, and she's wearing, and she, I'm saying she, they're wearing a dress that you like, or she's got great hair, or she's walked past you, a lady's walked past you and she smells nice and you smell the perfume. I always make a point of saying, your perfume smells lovely. What's that? Or I love your shoes. Where did you get them? And and it's that in my head. Send a kind word on it's where you never felt, you know, you don't know what kind of a day that person's having. You just don't know. So for someone to say that to me, I know if someone says to me, oh, I like that dress that you're wearing. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's really nice. I really appreciate that. So I know how I feel when somebody does it to me. So I make sure I do that. And it's kind of the same buzz. Does that yeah. make sense? It's just be nice, you know, and and just enjoy, enjoy what you do and be nice to people and, and you can lift their day up. And it just, I don't know if I, there is a correlation why I'm saying this. I hope you can see it. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's just that for me. <laughs> absolutely. And I think you and I are very similar, actually, because I've always when I was worked in retail, I would say to people, you know, like how do you engage a customer when they come in? You know, give them a compliment, say something about them. Yeah. They said, if in doubt, compliment the shoes. Say something about the shoes. You can always find something positive to say about a nice pair of shoes. I used to, I used to, I was known for like always having massive heels and like stomping through like whatever boot store I was in. And they used to say, oh, I can hear you coming, Laura, because I'm like nearly six foot in heels. So I can't even wear them now because I'm, you know, lockdown has made me just go into flip-flops and trainers. So what would you, what would you say has been, um, your biggest challenge in building your business um time I guess time is my biggest challenge because I'm juggling um, I'm a single parent um and so I'm juggling two children um and a part-time job and uh, and my own business so time mm. is precious I have to say I'm becoming much and more much more um careful with my time um because I'm quite a generous person by nature so if people say oh and um, would you mind helping me with this or can you can you give me some advice on this and straight away I'm like yeah of course I can yeah and then I realize I've spent loads of time yeah <laughs> helping someone and I'll never stop doing that but I'm probably a little bit more cautious than now and I weigh up against actually what do I need to do obviously put my family first and I'll put my business and my clients first but I will always still give people my time yeah. but it's within reason and, and sometimes it won't be yes I can help you but I can't help you right now because I've got this to do so can we schedule it for here um if you can wait and so yeah time is um I'm always working up against time and I'm always mm-hmm. catching up in terms of I'll do a bit in an evening after I've you know got the kids home from school give them the tea sort of the homework right now I can give myself about an hour I'll go down and do some emails now before but I also make sure that I give myself time to relax so yeah. I may, I've consciously made a point not to work after nine o'clock just because I need to wind down Yes. And I'm and I'm early to bed, early to rise kind of person. So I'd rather go to bed at 10 o'clock, half 10 and get up at six o'clock and do some work before I have to get the kids up. I'd rather do that because I find and I know I'm more productive in the morning. Yeah. So I get up early and do the things that I need to do as well as, you know, that cut off at nine o'clock. So time is a tough one for me. So, yeah, precious. And I'm very careful with it. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you could give our listeners a piece of advice then about, about, you know, starting the journey to their own business or working for themselves or maybe doing what you've done and doing, having like a part-time role alongside their business, is there a really great piece of advice that you could give the listeners? Um, I'd say if you really want to do it, 
So ask yourself that question first. Is it what you really want to do? Don't think, oh, it would be wonderful to work for myself. I'd love that because I don't have to work for anybody else and I don't have to do a nine to five job. Um, yes, but there's also an awful lot of hard work into working for yourself and running your own business. So ask yourself the question, do you really want to do it? And look into exactly what it requires you to do. Um, like I said, don't just get up and suddenly sit down at my desk and draw. There's an awful lot of what I call back office work that has to be done. Yeah. And I and I make myself do that. Um, but I also am very careful about not allowing that to take over from the creative side. So I find I'm way more productive and creative in the morning. But then after lunch, I think it's probably because I have lunch and I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you know because you've eaten so that's when I'll do emails and things because it, I don't have to be creative at that you know so um, I'll follow up on phone calls and things so you know ask yourself is it what you want to do research what you want to do look at others that are doing what you want to do see how how they do it you know how successful are they are what is it that they do how are they doing it um research is key looking at it research is key and then for me, it was about, you know, taking the chance, taking the risk financially. I'm still got a part-time job, so maybe consider that if you can't take mm. the, you know, the full leap. You know, so yeah, that that would be my advice. Don't don't leap without research. I'm I'm a big planner. So do Love not it. jump before research. I've actually I've actually got a podcast episode coming up called Transition, Don't Jump. So it's like they kind of, you know allow yourself the space for that don't make a snap decision and then panic about it so Catherine I've loved our conversation thank you so much where can so a people who want are interested in your pattern design but also people who want a live wedding painter where would they find you um so I'm on most of the social media channels I'm on TikTok so and I'm on Twitter and my TikTok's very new um so I'm just playing about with videos and getting my head around all that because that in itself is a steep learning curve um but I'm on Instagram most so that's where you'll see me most busy um so Instagram TikTok and Twitter and also Facebook it's all at the little at symbol and CD designs UK so if you just, but you could also just Google Catherine Davis Designs and it will come up with my website and then you'll be able to find all my social media links from the website. So, um, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'll pop all your links into the show notes. Um, really enjoyed our conversation, learned something really interesting. And as I said to you, I've got lots of friends who work in the wedding industry, so I'm going to talk to them. I'm going oh, to message fantastic. one of them right now and ask her if she knows about live wedding painting because I think it's brilliant. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much, Lara. Thank you. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review and subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. If you're ready to create the confident mindset you'll need to start your transition into your own dream life, then come on over to the Dream Life Academy a mindset coaching program and community all in one. It's absolutely the best place to be amongst other brilliant women who are creating and living their own dream lives and businesses. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.